Hello and welcome to the Small Business Conversations podcast, episode 4. My name is Meli Tangalongulu and this week we look at the financial challenges faced by small and medium businesses. Access to finance is one of the biggest obstacles to the survival and growth of any startup, even when there isn't a global pandemic going on. This week we speak to the founder and CEO of FinFind, Darlene Menzies. FinFind is an online platform that automatically matches the seekers of business finance with appropriate funders from a comprehensive, up-to-date database of more than 600 SME finance offerings. Darlene, it's a pleasure to have you join us. Hi, Melissa. Lovely to be with you. What are some of the current funding challenges faced by small business owners? So, Melissa, at this time um, of obviously the lockdown with the, the restrictions due to COVID, there's basically two groups of businesses we'd be talking about there. One that are in the essential services that have been able to trade from, you know, right through lockdown into uh, level five and four. And then those that are in, in more non-essential and those that are either haven't opened yet or only, were only able to um, start trading again during level uh, three and four. So in the first group, the essential services, those are people that have been turning over a revenue throughout this time. And so the challenges that they have are very different to, to the other group, which we'll go to now. This uh, group really is looking probably for more expansion finance or working capital because they're wanting to you know, either produce more, uh, more goods you know, in the food industry or they're wanting to make more masks or more medical equipment requirements. And so they're looking to lenders right now for, for that type of finance. And... While there is money available and money has been set aside, there are certain things that they need to do, such as getting their documentation ready, having cash flow forecasts and contracts in place. And so those are some of their challenges. But obviously that's not really the group that we need to focus too much on. The group of businesses, and there are many hundreds of thousands of them, are those that have not been able to trade up until now or only started trading sort of in the last month or two. The problem with those is we've gone through three months in. So we went into lockdown on the 27th of March. So there was a March month in the April and the May, and we end June at the moment. Many of those businesses have already reached their cash cliff, which, which means that they've worked, eaten through whatever maybe uh, set aside that they've had any money that they had. Uh, businesses have slowed down. They haven't had revenue. And so they're sitting in a bad situation right now. The difficulty with that, obviously, is the, the average, the standard lender that would normally um, extend money to them is now looking for cash flow forecast to understand when their, when their revenue is going to start again. And one of the biggest problems for those businesses is that they don't have tax clearances. Many weren't able to pay their PAYE or their VAT over these three months because they chose possibly to pay their staff first so that they could you know, make sure their business kept running. And without tax clearances, you can't raise some of the um, emergency and set-aside funding that government and private sector have put in place. So the, the main challenges for current businesses are tax clearances and the fact that they're sitting in a cash cliff. And then on the businesses that um, are, have been trading and are looking for more working capital and expansion finance, uh, they're probably in a situation where uh, a lot of them are struggling to make sure they've got their management accounts and other rigor, uh, documentation rigor in place that lenders need. But we can talk a little bit more about that in, in one or two of the, the, the future questions. But that really covers the main challenges. You don't have your cash flow forecast in place. You don't have tax clearances, your management and financial statements. You haven't got contracts or uh, potential that you can show funders that, that uh, how you'll be able to pay the money back. And uh, possibly you have debtors that haven't paid you, but you don't know how you're going to get that money because they are also sitting in the same position. Darlene, there are six types of funding options available for startups. 
Please touch on them so we understand what's needed to access various financing. Sure. I'm going to go into the specifics around um, funding that's been available from from uh, government and the private sector around uh, COVID funding specifically, but just generally uh, the six types of funders they would look to for, for money and, and before they start a business, when they've already started and in their initial seed stage and early stage. By far, the biggest lending group or the funding group in this category is family and friends. And I know that most people don't like to hear that, but the reality is that People that know you, people that um, understand that uh, your experiences, your skills, your hard work, where you've come from, what it is that you're wanting to do. I think of, of youth that are maybe uh, to high school have met with their friends, parents who are high net worth individuals or people that are at least got, uh, you know, um, jobs and um, are now looking to start a business. Those are the people that if you go to them that know you, that know that you are, you've got good character, you're a hard worker, you're astute, you were always the one sort of that they wanted their kids to play with because you were um, a good example. That's the, that's the easiest place really to find that initial startup funding outside of your own money to start a business. Even as we get older, it's the networks that we, that we develop. It's not easy to go and ask for the money. I'm not saying it's easy to ask, but I'm saying that's the place that you probably are most likely to secure funding. More than uh, 80% of startups start uh, by putting their own money in or money that have come from friends or family or people in their network. The next category is crowdfunding. So instead of going for funding to one person, let's say you're looking for 1,000 rand, 100,000 rand or a million rand, whatever your quantity is, instead of going to one person and asking for that whole amount, Crowdfunding is where uh, you actually get that money from a multitude of people. That can be done in two ways. It can either be done informally, where you go to friends and family and you ask each of them for a small amount. That's kind of informal crowdfunding. And more formal crowdfunding is where there's actual crowdfunding uh, platforms available where you can go and put what your particular business is and what, what you're looking to do. And um, people then come in and look and see whether that's something that they want to look at. And uh, on our, our uh, website, FinFound, we've got all of the crowdfunders that exist in South Africa and the rest of the world. The next one is government funding. Again, there's a link on FinFound, which will give you every single government grant or um, loan or equity type of funding available. It will explain the minimums and maximums, what's required. But governments are, outside of family and friends, one of the next easiest places to be able to secure uh, funding to start a business. While many listeners might think they've tried that and it's been difficult, uh, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying it's one of the places that's next, next easiest to go to. Startup funding is not easy to get hold of. People are very reticent to get behind um, somebody that uh, hasn't got a track record, for instance. In many cases, you've got business owners that have failed previously, that have liquidated and are starting again. In other parts of the world, that's seen as a, as a badge of, of, you know, of experience. I liquidated three times before I became successful. But in, uh, in this country, that's not always seen in a good light. So government funding then becomes a bit easier because some of their requirements are not as stringent. The next piece, which is uh, um, um, where some money is often found, is in enterprise development programs, competitions, and incubators. So there's a whole genre of, of, of support available to small business um, I think about my first business product that we developed, SNEasy. The first money that we got in was a 50,000 rand uh, competition that we won some years ago, and that's how we built out of there. So those are the kinds of things to look out for. And then the main other two after that are what we call angels, and then the next one is venture capital funds. Angels are people that you don't necessarily know, but they are high net worth individuals, people that have made a lot of money and now want to look for ideas that they could get behind either just to support people because they want to give back 
or that they want to make a lot of money um, uh, out of in, in the future. So angels are one category, and then venture capital companies are another. So that's normally reserved for people that have a new product for a big market that in future is going to make a lot of money, but at the moment doesn't have the money to start building the business. And you look for a venture capital company that is in your industry. So whether it's financial technology or whether it's uh, uh, generally in the digital or technology type of environment, insure tech um, and other types of, of technology. So it's friends and family, crowdfunding, government funding, incubators, enterprise development programs and competitions. The fifth one is angels, and then the, the last one is venture capital companies. And again, on the, on the FinFind website, if you go onto FinFind and you go to the top section which says um, funding info, you'll pick up all of the different um, opportunities available around each of these. Apart from family and friends funding, what would you say are important things that finances tend to look at before financing a business? And how can small business owners be better prepared? That's a really good question, That. I often find that um, we will find a business that matches for funding. So we find that uh, a certain funder in the market uh, would fund that particular business, a black woman-owned business in Gauteng in construction. They're turning over um, a 900000 They're looking for 50000 working capital. They've got all of the, uh, of the matching um, uh, criteria that, that that particular funder is looking for. For so most funders are looking for a particular type of business to fund. So then we say to them, right, this funder is able to help you. Can you please provide us with your budget and your cash flow forecast so they can see where you're going to in the future, where your money's coming from? Can you show us your income statement and your balance sheet? Show us what has happened um, in your business up to now. Those are called your financial statements. Please, can you show us your contracts that have been signed? Can you show us your subsidy docs, all of your directors' um, IDs that have been uh, stamped as, as originals? Can you please give us your proof of address? your bank statements for the business. They'll need a statement of assets and liabilities. It's a document from each owner to show that as the owner of the business, this is what you own in your own right. I own a house, I own a car, whatever it might be. There's certain documents that a lender needs. And the reason they need those documents is actually to look into your business and to see, number one, have you got a good business? So they, part of those documents when they start to open in your business plan is in there, they start to see, are you a viable business? Is this some business that we can back? So although they might be the right kind of business, black woman-owned business construction, they tick all those boxes, does this business have the viability to go forward? Does it have a track record to show where it's come from? And does it have all of the certifications and the necessary company documentation needed? And most times, we are never able to get that immediately from any business. They might give us some businesses at best will give us 80% of that documentation, some businesses will literally only be able to give us 40%. And so I say to every business owner out there, at this time, what you need to be doing is getting a folder together, preferably in cloud storage, so that if your laptop, um, um, something happens to it, you don't lose it. Create a folder, we call it the data room, and in there, put subfolders, subsidy docs, director IDs, bank statement, proof of address, management account, customer contract, cash flow forecast, tax clearances, put all of those documents in. Where you've got a gap, work on making sure that you can get the right document, um, the, the most up-to-date document in, into that folder. Because it's a little bit like, you know, a woman who's, who's, who's nine months pregnant and she's about to go into labor and then all of a sudden wants to start asking questions about, you know, what breathing she's supposed to do and how's it all going to work. You know, it's too late then. You're in the labor ward and it's all happening. And it's a bit like that with funding. 
You've got to prepare yourself for funding. You've got to have everything on your side ready so that when the funder wants to, to investigate your business, you can actually offer that information. And I know uh, time's a bit pressing, but I'll just use this last example. If you're a business owner and, you, and you're looking for funding and you're getting frustrated because funders won't give you money and they're asking you for all of these things, but in your home, your, your child has just uh, finished school and, and they're going on an interview and they're moaning at you because the, the people that they're going to, to do the interview with want their CV. And you say to them, look, of course they want your CV. They want to see where you've come from, where you are now, and where, you, where, where you're going to, what your aspirations are. That's what's in a CV. Well, the CV of a business is their financial statement. An income statement shows you where you've come from, what's been happening with the business. The balance sheet shows you right now a snapshot of what the business looks like, assets, liabilities, where you are. The, the cash flow forecast shows you these are, this is the income that you're expecting, these are the expenses, these are who you have to pay, this is how the money's coming in. And so for you to go to a funder without your financial statements is the same as your son and daughter going to an interview without a CV. The, na- the likelihood of them getting the job is very low and is the same with us going to a funder. And it's just a very real example we can look at to say, get our own houses in order as businesses, make sure we've got what the funder needs so that when the time comes, we're ready. Because when you hit the cash cliff, it's too late to now try and start arranging funding. You need to see in three months' time, I'm going to have a problem, I'm not going to have enough money, and you need to be approaching your bank and the lenders now. Lastly, a lot of businesses have spoken about their challenges in accessing finance, especially in the government sector. While much of the private funding announced to assist SMEs amid lockdown depleted fast, what would you advise these businesses to do? All right, that's another great question. So, Manita, I would say this. First of all, we mustn't sort of write off in one uh, sense that the, the private sector funding is dried up and, and government, that, that is generally can, can, can sometimes at, at different points along lockdown is true. But they're actually, at the moment, there are 15... Um, uh, there were 15 private sector uh, um, different funds available to small business and 20 government funds. And on the private sector side, probably the easiest place to get money at the moment, whether government or private sector, is um, so that's in government's put a, a 200, um, um, 200 billion rand aside as loan guarantees for the banks to lend to their small business customers. In other words, if you bank with a certain bank and you want to approach them for a loan, if the bank gives you that money, they actually get that some of that money is being guaranteed and, and, and assisted through government to them, so it's easier for them to lend. Your bank knows you, they know your history, so the easiest place to go right now is actually to your own bank and to, and to apply for um, the, the funding that has come. It's called uh, the, the Loan Bank Guarantee Fund that's come through through government, but it's being done through your bank. Some of the others that are, are being um, offered by the banks at the moment um, there's a, uh, the U-Bank are offering a Township and Rural Economy Fund. There's also a, a Bridge Taxi uh, uh, Finance Fund. If you go to FinFind again, we've got a page there with all 15 of those, and they break down. They say, this is how much you can borrow. This is what they want from you, minimums, maximums, requirements. On the government side, outside of, of some of the funding from the Department of Small Business Development, uh, there are also very sector-specific funds. There's the Automotive Aftermarket Support Scheme, the Agriculture Disaster Support Fund for smallholders and, and um, uh, communal farmers, the small-scale bakeries and confectionaries, small-scale micro-clothing and textiles, father shops and, and general dealer support. There's a Tourism Relief Fund. There's a Youth Micro Enterprise Relief Fund. 
those are more specific funds outside of the, the, the things that the unemployment, uh, uh, the unemployment relief scheme and all of the SARS uh, tax incentives that have been put in place. IDC have a number, uh, the, the NEF have a number, and then, of course, CIFA are the ones that are backing, um, are backing what, what the Department of Small Business um, uh, are doing through, through their fund. But each one of these funds has very, very specific criteria, and it's difficult in a shorter interview to go through each of those. So I would encourage you to go to um, the FinFound website, and on there there's a big button that says COVID, and if you press it, it asks you a couple of questions, and then it takes you into a site that gives you all um, so 20 of the, of the government funds, all 15 of the, um, the private sector funds. And if you click on the link, it will go in and it will, for instance, say, uh, this fund is a maximum, and you'll turn over maximum, but the, the, the one from the banks with the government is 300 million. So if you turn over less than 300 million, you can get it. You can get funding from there. The type of funding is a loan, and you draw. You, you get it over three months. The qualifying business get a loan for up to three months for certain operational costs. The interest rate is, is not bad. Is actually quite quite good. It's set by government. Um, the loan has a payment holiday for six months, so you get the money over three months, but you only have to pay it off after six months uh, holiday. The the repayments are for a period of five years, so the money is stretched over a long period. So my encouragement uh, uh, to small businesses is that don't think on a certain day when you've looked at funding at this time, you've seen that you know there wasn't something for you. There are new schemes, uh, incentives, funding plans coming out from government and the private sector all the time as we go deeper and deeper into this um, sort of COVID experience and the various forms of lockdown and how businesses are challenged. And we are keeping those up to date on a daily basis on the FinFound website. So go in, spend some time, get staff in your office to spend time reading them because you'll be surprised um, how much money is actually available. But outside of specific funding like for small confectioners or whatever, if that's not you, my, my, my first um, uh, recommendation is to go directly to your bank and to say to them, you need some relief from any current loans that you have or from your fees. They are negotiating on those things. And then you want access to the loan back guarantee scheme that government has done with them and you want to get that money over three months that you only have to start paying back in month seven and you've got five years to pay it back. That would be my encouragement um, to small business. That said, you know, not everyone banks uh, that has a bank account. Uh, not every business does. Not every business has a good relationship with their bank. And there is a massive, massive gap in the market for um, businesses that are not being funded. And FinFound is very aware of that, and we're doing everything in our power that we can to lobby government, to lobby the private sector, to lobby donor funders, to say to them that new and better types of funding need to be put in place because small businesses are the champion of, champions of South Africa. Um, small businesses are the ones that do uh, the majority of the employment, and we cannot afford to see small businesses uh, retrenching staff or, or liquidating over this period. And sadly, um, you know, uh, we need to do everything we can to make sure that that's not a reality. And so um, sort of when, I, when I speak to small business owners, I'm speaking as, as, you know, one of those in the choir singing the same song. Government and banks and other lenders need to be reducing some of their stringency around the criteria for lending. They need to be understanding small businesses better, using different types of scoring to score small businesses because everyone needs to be doing their part to make sure that every business survives and that, um, that we're able to, to go on after this lockdown period. Darlene, thank you so much for joining us. Such a pleasure. Thanks for your time.
That was Darlene Menzies, the founder and CEO of FinFind, addressing access to funding challenges. To listen to our other podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za. Follow MoneyWeb News on the MoneyWeb app, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn for updates. In the next episode of Small Business Conversations, we talk to Dr. Ritabile Melamu, General Manager of the Green Economy at the Innovation Hub, on how to be future fit in the changing business landscape.